Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to WFAN's Baseball Insiders Yankees podcast for Friday, August 20th. The Yankees are rolling along now. They've won seven in a row. The Twins in town this weekend. We'll get into all that later on. Seems like there's nothing really to dissect as they keep winning. They're in a playoff position. The series win against the Red Sox was huge. They still have some issues with the bullpen, and maybe they'll have some lineup issues. They try to squeeze Luke Voigt into this mix. Uh, but we'll get into all that more maybe next time as we reach the almost end of August and new prospect rankings released by MLB.com, MLB Pipeline. I thought it'd be a good time to check in on some of the minor league activity. Anthony Volpe, you've heard us talk about him a lot, and there was an earlier conversation on this podcast with Volpe uh, and the people that have been watching him play. He has leaped to number one in the Yankees' prospect rankings on MLB Pipeline. Jason Dominguez is now behind him at number two. Oswald Peraza is number three. If you listen to Yankees postgame, you hear all three of their names pretty much every single night as we run through the box scores. Uh, Luis Heal is the fourth-rated prospect now with Clark Schmidt, the number five prospect. In all of baseball, Volpe is now the 15th-ranked prospect, and Jason Dominguez is 17. Peraza is 64, so the Yankees have three of the top 100. Jason Dominguez was the consensus number one prospect in the Yankee system from the day they signed him a couple of years ago. He's playing in games for the first time, and he's gotten off to a bit of a slow start. Playing for Class A Tampa, low A Tampa, he went two for five on Thursday night to raise his average to 245 in 26 games at the low A Tampa uh, affiliate. He is batting 245 with two homers and 11 runs batted in. Certainly a lot of talent with Jason Dominguez, and there's a lot of noise around him because of, well, the, the bonus the Yankees paid him. Uh, and all the attention he gets on Instagram, social media, uh, with all the workouts and uh, things like that that have been happening since he was with the uh, Yankees Academy in the DR. Uh, well, now he's at Class A Tampa. He's playing games, and he hasn't gotten off to a great start. So I checked in 
with David Adams, the manager of the Tampa Tarpons, to ask him about Dominguez and some of the other players that have passed through Tampa over the course of the season, including Anthony Volpe, Everson Pereira, uh, and a few others. So uh, here's my conversation with David Adams, the Yankees' Tampa Tarpons manager. And uh, my first question was simply what he's seeing from Dominguez over the course of this month that he's had him, uh, the 26 games that he has played. This was recorded before the two for five that he had on Thursday night. After conversations with Jason, I think honestly it's probably more of just a confidence thing. Um, uh, he's experiencing a little adversity, and I think it's probably the best thing for him, honestly. Um, I think the earlier he can experience that, figure out how to overcome it, the better off he's going to be once he reaches those higher levels. Um, and I think that's only natural. Everyone's going to struggle at some point. And, got to figure out how to be consistent. So I think that's just where he's at right now. Yeah, that's a hard thing to, you know, I mean, he hasn't really played in a lot of games, at least, at, you know, on state side. So that's a hard thing for a lot of people uh, to get to deal with. I mean, they're going to at some point. The fact that he's doing it early, has that had any sort of a different impact on on his just mental state at this point? He's a guy who loves to play the game. You wouldn't know as an outsider looking in if you were to come and watch him go through all his work. He, he works hard. He's always happy, smiling. I can't imagine a guy being in the position he's in with all the eyes and, and Yankee and Yankee world following mm-hmm. him. I mean, it seems like every night there's 300,000 tweets or something <laughs> yeah. about what he does, what he doesn't do, and yeah. he handles it extremely well. Uh, he really does. It doesn't seem to face him. He just wants to be out on the field having fun, and, and, it, and it's clear when he's out there. Uh, what are the things he's doing well right now? What are the things that you know kind of make you say, wow, when you watch him and you, you know what's inside there? Well, I mean, the tools are there. There's no doubt about that. Um, I think for us, it's just trying to find ways to allow those tools to shine more efficiently and more consistently. Um, we're getting glimpses of it. Um, again, it's just trying to make it so that you see it every night, just not a night here and a night there. Yeah. Um, as as he's kind of gone through this, what are some of the things you do on a daily basis to try to keep him from getting too far down about the results? Yeah, I think probably the same thing we do with a lot of these other guys. Just continue to reinforce controlling what you can control, which is easier said than done. Um, trust in the process. I think for these young guys, the foundation um, is key, and we're just trying to set aside, put together some building blocks so that, again, when he struggles in the future, he has a, a good, strong foundation built on rock and not sand where it'll sink and he'll be swimming in circles. Yeah. He, um, listen, David, he doesn't look 18, but do you have to remind yourself sometimes that he's 18 when he's going through something like this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We were just talking about that the other day. Um, and it's just related to all the pressure on him and, and all the eyes on him. And uh, Again, I cannot imagine being in the situation he's in. 18, he just turned 18 years old, um, and every move he makes is being critiqued. Um, so, yeah, it's a constant reminder. Listen, there's about a month left in the minor league season there. What are, what are the goals you'd like? to 
to see him hit? What are some of the things you're kind of telling him, benchmarks, kind of how to finish the season strong, those kinds of things? Yeah, you know, I, I, I think it would be really nice to see him kind of climb out of where he is, at least in his mind. He's he's not where he should be. I think for us, we have higher expectations for him. I'd love to see him kind of climb out of where he's at now and finish strong just just so he can finish on a strong note. And I think getting into the offseason, getting into next year, kind of have that sense of, okay, I know what it takes to get myself out of that. I feel really good with where I'm at. All right. How about uh, Trey Sweeney? First round pick this year. You've had him for a, a short while. I know he struggled a bit out of the gate, but he's flashed some of that power and a swing that looks like it could play pretty well in a ballpark that is, you know, three fourteen on the right field line. <laughs> yeah, Trey. Trey's only been here for probably two weeks now, and newly drafted. Um, he hadn't played, I think, for probably a month or so prior to coming. So we really tried to be smart about how quickly we progress him in the games and, and how often he's in there. Um, so for us, it's more just about building him up, getting him quality reps, quality at bats. Um, and he's shown that he's a guy with high character and he does things the right way. You don't really have to tell him much. Just let him go out and play. And it's still, a, you know, listen, I mean, you've lived this, David. It's a, it's a pretty big leap, you know, even for a guy who was a first-round pick and played in college, you know, Playing professional minor league baseball, and I know you know Tampa is now low A, it's not high A, but it's still a pretty big leap to get into professional baseball and have that first experience and and not have some some you know uh, bumps in the road, right? Oh, for sure. I think the hardest part, honestly, is just dealing with the grind of playing every day. And these guys are, are fortunate now where we have an off day built in every Monday, so they're not even trying to figure out how to play fifteen in a row. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's the biggest difference. Uh, I think a lot of these guys in college especially, you're facing a quality arm every Friday night, a quality arm every Saturday night. So that's not very different at this level. The biggest adjustment is trying to find a way to do everything you can to improve and yet at the same time perform every night, six days a week. All right, so let's talk about a couple of guys that have moved on from you. They moved up to high A, but you had them, and they put up some pretty good numbers for you. Uh, let's start with Anthony Volpe. Um, he's, uh, I mean, he's been impressive the entire year. I got a chance to see him in person uh, at Hudson Valley, and everybody I've spoken to just raves about everything about him. You had him for a short while, and he really performed well. What did you come away with watching him play? Yeah, he, I mean, he really put his name on the map this year, which is evident by, I think, the most recent MLB prospect poll. He's 15 um, on the top 100, which, I mean, hats off to him. All the work he put in the last couple years uh, surprised a lot of people. Um, I think a lot we, we valued him very highly, um, but I, I didn't know he had that in, in the tank, honestly. Uh, just the power, the ability to drive the ball to all gaps, um, the, the stolen base prowess, defensively catches the baseball arms improving um i mean and then you talk about leadership qualities plays the game 110 percent leads by example um never hear a negative thing about him um yeah you, you can't say enough good things about the kid austin wells just got jumped up to high a first round pick from last year what are some of the things that you saw from him both offensively and behind the plate yeah, uh, the first 
first thing that comes to mind with him is just his leadership qualities, honestly, on and off the field. He has a knack for, for taking guys under his wing, whether they speak English, whether they speak Spanish, whether they're veterans, whether they're young guys, and finding a way to get that get the best out of them and help them along in the process. That was the first thing with him, um, which you can't teach that. Um, and then beyond that, just uh, the bat we've, we've always known was there, um, the play discipline. I think the one thing that opened our eyes so much is just the adjustments he's made defensively and from a throwing standpoint in a short amount of time. It, um, the, the guy works. He really works, wants to get better, and wants to prove people wrong. Um, and he, he's shown that in, in three, four months he's been in pro ball. And the uh, center fielder now at high A is Everson Pereira. You had him for a short while. He's a guy that kind of jumped out at me just from box score lines from a few years ago. When he's, you know, we talk about making adjustments. He was 17 years old playing in Pulaski, and uh, you know he's still only 20. Uh, what did you see from him uh, in a short time this season? Yeah, so I had Everson in uh, 2019 in Staten Island, and unfortunately he ended up hurting his ankle. Um, but a guy who Again, great leadership qualities, plays the game the right way, wants to get better, can play a really good center field, um, and the bat. I think we, the bat for us, when I first saw him a couple years ago, that there's tools, power, ability to impact the baseball, um, and just the consistency with a young player wasn't there. And now we're starting to see that consistency, and it's just been really fun to watch. David, we're talking about some guys who have put up some pretty good numbers this year, and they stand out to me from you know watching Yankees prospects over the last several years. A lot of the guys who rate very highly or are talked about are toolsy guys, but they don't seem to always put up the kinds of numbers that guys like Volpe and Wells uh, specifically have kind of put up. And there's a number of other guys in the system, too. Is there something about you know the way players came back from missing a year of action. Did hitters gain something in that last year that we're starting to see? Did they come back maybe ahead of pitchers in a weird way? What are you kind of seeing as far as what hitters have done and the numbers they're putting up specifically after having a year where they didn't get to play? Well, I I mean, first thing that comes to mind is, you know, I I think we got to tip our hats to all of our coordinators, um, our offensive coordinators, our hitting coordinators, our, our pitching coordinators, defensive, catching. They did a heck of a job communicating with the guys during that downtime. Um, times when we could have been playing games, working out, they were calling them a couple times a week, sending videos. I think you can probably attribute to some, some of that success to just the hunger of being away from the game for so long and missing something you love and Mm. Guys just not wanting to get back into that. Um, I think you could do a little bit of both, honestly. Yeah. Do um, all right. So we talked a lot about hitters. What are some? Who are some of the pitchers that uh, that have stood out to you that uh, that you think fans should be paying attention to right now? Yeah, we've had some really good young arms come through us. Um, quite a bit of them are up in Hudson Valley right now. Um, Beck Way's done a really nice job for us here. He's here now. Uh, we promoted. Anderson Munoz, Randy Vasquez, uh, Trevor Holloway, just to name a few. Um, guys who've shown knack for attacking the zone and have plus secondary pitches and guys 
who aren't afraid to, to have the ball in clutch situations. Um, and uh, again, I, I think our pitching department has done a really nice job with a lot of these guys, and they're doing a heck of a job developing them. My thanks to David Adams, manager of the Low A Tampa Tarpons. Uh, some insight there on Jason Dominguez and some other Yankees prospects. Want to remind you to head to WFAN's Baseball Insiders, where you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Odyssey. Hit subscribe. Get it delivered to you. Ed Coleman's Mets Reports, My Yankees Reports, delivered right to you. Also check out the 30 with Murdy podcast. Our last episode was a conversation with Phil Robinson, the director of Field of Dreams, who was part of the lead-up to the Field of Dreams game, which you might want to forget the result of, but looking back on the movie, the making of uh, certainly a uh, worthwhile conversation with Phil Robinson. So check that out at the 30 with Murdy platform. Once again, I'm Sweeney Murdy. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.